This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 27th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Heat rule in the works. World leaders excited about climate bill and WTO members brace for lengthy shutdown. OSHA kicks off process for heat workplace standard. The Occupational and Safety Health Administration is beginning the process of establishing the first regulations for protecting workers from heat. OSHA will be gathering comments on an advance notice of proposed rulemaking, or ANPR, through December 27th. The agency is seeking input on issues such as heat stress thresholds, heat uh, acclimatized planting, and exposure monitoring. Heat is the leading cause of death among all weather-related workplace hazards, OSHA said in a press release. Now keep in mind, data show that farm workers are particularly vulnerable to heat. The average annual heat-related workplace fatality rate in all industries other than the category of agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting was nine hundredths of a death per one million workers from the period of 2000 to 2010. Now, in the ag category, the rate was 35 times that mark at 3.06 deaths per one million workers. Dems try to close the deal. Congressional Democrats insist they are closing in on an agreement on President Biden's Build Back Better package of climate provisions and social spending. Representative Angie Craig, the Minnesota Democrat, said after a White House meeting yesterday, I'm more confident than ever that we'll be able to resolve our remaining differences and push this critical piece of legislation across the finish line. Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, told reporters that U.S. allies have been impressed by the president's commitment to addressing climate change through the Build Back Better bill. They're excited about it. They raise it when we see them, Sullivan said. But Sullivan also suggested that Biden could live without a deal with Congress in hand before he heads to Europe for this weekend's G20 summit and then the International Climate Conference in Glasgow. I think you've got a sophisticated set of world leaders who understand politics in their own country and understand American democracy and recognize that working through a complex, far-reaching negotiation on some of the largest investments in modern memory in the United States takes time, he said. By the way, the National Biodiesel Board and other biofuel groups sent a letter to Democratic leaders in support of a long-term extension of the $1-a-gallon biodiesel tax credit and other climate-related biofuel provisions. For more on the upcoming climate conference and the Build Back Better bill's climate provisions, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. WTO members faced with lengthy fix for dispute resolution. Mexico's representative to the World Trade Organization took the floor yesterday to propose what members begin selecting appellate court judges. But the U.S. once again blocked the process. It was the 47th time this scenario has played out, 
and frustrated countries are beginning to discuss a lengthy timeline to repair the WTO dispute resolution system. Australia's representative implored members to come up with a framework for breaking the impasse at the next WTO ministerial meeting, which will be held from November 30th through December 3rd. Vietnam's representative expressed optimism that if negotiations begin this year, a resolution may be possible at the following ministerial two years from now. An official in Geneva says the U.S. continues to insist that WTO members must undertake fundamental reform if the dispute settlement system is to remain viable and credible. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. The Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fishery Service are proposing to scrap a definition of habitat adopted by the Trump administration. Wildlife agencies say the definition would inappropriately limit their ability to designate critical habitat under the Endangered Species Act. The previous rule was published last December 20th and went into effect January 15th five days before President Biden took office. The Fish and Wildlife Service also is proposing to rescind a rule governing how it considers critical habitat exclusions under ESA. The Trump rule, quote, was unnecessary and increased confusion and decreased clarity, FWS said in its proposal. GOP senators push for biofuel meeting with Biden. Republican senators from key biofuel-producing states are asking President Biden for a meeting after media reports said he met with oil and energy stakeholders recently. In a letter to Biden, the senators say there are several steps to reducing greenhouse gas emissions, with one being maintaining a strong renewable fuel standard. Most pressing is the need for the administration to send robust renewable volume obligations, which will help restore the integrity of the RFS in accordance with the congressional intent and not to undercut the blending targets with subsequent small refinery exemptions, says the letter led by Senator John Thune, a South Dakota Republican. EPA has yet to release RFS volume proposals, that must be finalized by November 30. The Global Berry Craze Demand for blueberries around the globe is pushing countries to expand production at a dizzying rate. The largest growth has taken place in the U.S. A new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service says global production more than doubled from 2010 to 2019, jumping from 439,000 metric tons to about 1 million tons. The number of countries producing at least 10,000 tons annually went from 4 to 11. Now take note, 
U.S. blueberry production rose from over the decade of 225,000 tons to 340,000 tons. Peru is the most dramatic example of growth, according to FAS. The country produced about 50 tons in 2010, but a decade later produced 125,000 tons. That makes Peru the world's fourth largest blueberry-producing country behind the U.S., Canada, and Chile. Here's today's She Said It. Food insecurity is a policy choice. We have become tolerant to the suffering of our neighbors while our neighbors feel invisible. That Representative Ayanna Presley, a Massachusetts Democrat at a press conference hosted by Representative Jim McGovern of Massachusetts and Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey, urging the White House to convene a summit on hunger. The United Fresh Produce Association applauded the proposal, saying, as we emerge from a pandemic that disproportionately impacted those with diet-related chronic disease, we simply cannot put off action any longer. That President and CEO Tom Stencil. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, October 27th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.